0: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: What's going on, everybody? Hope you are having a good week so far. So, it's Christmas time. um, And I guess this is going to be the last podcast for the year. So, I wanted to make it a good one. And, well, of course I'm going to say that. They're all good. Um, Made in Paris. She is a DJ producer from... Australia, based in Sydney. I've known Paris, I think we worked out on the podcast about 10 years. Met her at a show um, when she was in a duo. She was DJing the same night as me, and we've just kind of stayed in touch ever since. Um, she writes amazing techno and kind of melodic y, housey techno stuff. Um, she remixed my record my church with mk and i absolutely love the remix that she did she absolutely destroyed it and it was just an absolute honor to have her on so i thought i'd get her on the podcast um i think this is the longest we've ever spoke uh and it's just was really nice to catch up with her i haven't seen her in a long time uh we've only just been like talking through social media and text messaging so it was really good to have her on so without further ado made in paris and we are live paris how's it going mate
1: i'm good how are you
2: good it's been years since i've seen you
1: i know too long i was too just long. trying to Why work this long?
2: out the la- i think the last time i saw you was when you jack and myself went for a burger in sydney
1: ah uh, yes 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 that's all right.
2: and this was literally Little like burger. when was it this was it has to have been like five years ago
1: yeah i reckon it doesn't like it doesn't feel like that long since i've seen you but it would have been that long <sighs> since i've seen you for sure
2: <laughs> that's wild i've known you uh, for quite a while now
1: i know how weird is that
2: Super weird because like you're in Australia and I never see you. But I know I was but it's
1: good that we keep in touch.
2: Definitely. I was how old were we when we because we met at Chinese laundry?
1: Yeah, babies. (laughs) I was like um I was still like doing like little gigs with um Jack then. Yeah. And my um Solo career hadn't really like kicked off much at that point.
2: What were you so, called then? Yeah, a lot what, has changed. What was your like artist duo name
1: then? Uh, Nightwalkers. That's it. We, I didn't, I didn't start off doing Nightwalkers with her. Like, I, I had my solo thing first. Yeah. But then when I met Jack, we kind of just had this like really great connection and um. I remember the first night that we we met. Um, she was DJing at this this club, and uh, it was kind of like you didn't really hear that many female DJs doing more underground, unheard of like tracks and stuff, playing them and everything. And I was just like, "What? Who is this girl? Yeah. <laughs> like on the scene?" <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" Um, and then I was like, "I was like, I was pretty drunk, and I was like." Just dancing behind her. And then I was like, she finished. I was like, like, cause I was like pretty much dancing with her the whole time she was playing. And I was like, this is awesome. And then after that, we just like started talking. Like we had never met each other, went outside, had a drink together, just got chatting away and really connected. And by the end of the night, we just came up with this idea that we were gonna become this joke. <laughs> <And>, um, <laughs> yeah, it just like that's just how it sort of blossomed, She's our friendship. Great.
2: How is she? Um, I haven't seen her for yeah ages. she's
1: she's really good. um I went up and saw her over the weekend as it was her boyfriend's birthday so it was nice to catch up with her um she's but it's really sad because she's like two hours away from me now so we don't get to see each other as much um and um yeah she's she's hasn't been like doing as much music stuff but the passion is still there so whenever we get together we always talk all things music it's how sh- great.
2: how shit is that though when you see like one of your mates that you started out doing it with
1: like, yeah
2: kind of step away from it and you're like i wish wish you didn't step away from it because you're so good but yeah I can't yeah 100 percent.
1: it's super hard like i'm like oh you need it but like i think she, I can tell she's already missing and she's starting to like think about getting back involved with the, like with the scene or just with, having music is like very important to her, I guess. And, um, that makes sense. So she's, she's, um, yeah, working on some stuff to like have it a part of her life still, I guess.
2: That's amazing. Maybe
1: not in the sense of like, uh, DJing, but yeah.
2: That's so. cool. How's, uh, how's yeah. Australia in this wild time?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've I guess we're pretty lucky compared to a lot of the world. Yeah. Um uh in the sense that we we had some like laws in pretty quickly and things didn't escalate too crazily with like numbers of corona and um we've had like little hotspots and stuff, but um yeah, it's been kind of just a whirlwind. Like it's it's like I don't know how to explain it, but so many ups and downs, like one minute we're seeming like we' we're, we're going good, and then next minute there'll be this outbreak, and everyone's like getting crazy about it, but um yeah i it's been good to write music, but then also hard with inspiration at times as well
2: yeah, have you uh, sure. have you got through that with the whole inspiration side of things, because for me, it's like I've written a lot. But I've written a lot of stuff that probably doesn't sound like me and also isn't that more isn't that dance floor kind of I need I haven't made any bangers, I've made more like vocal records.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's um becoming like pretty normal across the board with like a lot of artists that I'm speaking to. Like that they're they're making Things that aren't necessarily so bangerish, if yeah. you if you will, um, like club ready yeah. or something. I don't know, but um, yeah, I think giving giving um, giving people music that they can listen to that um, will resonate with them, not just in a club setting, is. Um, is what a lot of artists are tending to do. And I think I'm, I've been doing that myself as well a lot. Yeah. And um, yeah, I would have to agree. Like I'm, I'm doing that too.
2: Why, um, why do you think it's kind of cool? Why do you think you've done it? You like, you started to do that. Like, is there any reason or is it just cause clubs aren't open?
1: Yeah. I, maybe that is, and maybe it's because I'm not getting that inspiration from the clubs. At, at this time so like it's not just coming from there and i'm I'm listening to a lot more um say, yeah just like more commercialized type of music or I don't know just not not your normal club kind of music I guess yeah. a little bit more experimental electronic art stuff and um yeah I I tend to like, I do enjoy a bit of pop. I'm guilty for a bit of pop here
2: <laughs> who, and there. <laughs> who, who, what? There's no need to be guilty <laughs> <too> for pop. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some good pop music out there. What, what's your What's your go to in yeah, pop? Sure.
1: Um, I think like I like I really enjoy artists like Benny. Um,
2: Who's Benny? I've
1: been getting. Benny. Oh, she is amazing. You have to, um, look her up after this. Um, so she's, um, uh, this young female, um, artist from, uh, New Zealand okay, and, um, making very cool, um, pop bit like alternative kind of, um, yeah, I, t- I don't know how else I can explain it, but, um, really, really cool sort of stuff. Like, just a bit left of center pop pop if you will yeah okay. a really really cool she's a sick artists um i really vibe her um there's there's a bunch of like other I, I think i've been listening to a lot of like um aussie artists as well um
2: i was gonna say in yeah, australia definitely. you guys have this like australia obviously is on the other side of the world to, to most people mm. and Every time I come over there, it's always this kind of, it's like a different bubble, really. And you kind of have different things and your artists are a lot more different, a lot different to what the rest of the world listen to. And there's kind of like your own type of music scene, which doesn't necessarily always leave... It doesn't, it doesn't really always any, it doesn't, oh my God, I can't talk. I just did this crazy gym <laughs> session and I'm absolutely dead.
1: <laughs> this is why I asked for, um, if we could do this this time so I could go and do my gym session after. Oh, I've done two sessions
2: today. I did, I did like a heavy I leg session. I
1: fixed you up. Yeah. I did like a
2: heavy leg session and then, mm. and then. Now you get ya. At like that was at like nine this morning and then did, I just did a CrossFit session and I'm just dead. Oh gosh. Like, yeah. Um, But what I'm trying to say is that Australia has this, um, this scene where you can be huge in Australia, like on another level, huge and no mm. one know you really in the rest of the world.
1: Yeah. What's yeah. that about? Um. Uh, I feel like, I feel like this has a lot to do with um, Triple J. So like our one of the biggest radio stations within yeah. Australia. Um, and they really um, spotlight a lot of good Aussie acts. They are big on um, Aussie music. And I think the majority of people that are in within the electronic scene will listen to triple J as well. Like it's, it's pretty, um, it's a pretty cool, um, like radio station, um, supporting like up and coming artists and stuff like that as well. But once you, it's kind of like, everyone has this saying, once you make it on triple J, you've made it in Australia. And that's like, this is this a thing? It's weird. It's I don't think I don't know if that's there's something like that anywhere else in the world.
2: So I guess in the UK we have Radio One. Um, oh yeah, which, I guess so. Which yeah. Which is kind of similar, but I think once you've made it on Radio One, I I don't I don't know because Radio One's kind of split. You have like mm-hmm. specialist radio on in Radio One, so like you have your Pete Tong, Annie Mac, Danny Howard, Annie Nightingale. You have all of the specialist DJs that play on friday nights and and weekends but you can you can get a lot of support from them but you're not necessarily going to get daytime radio
1: yeah yeah i uh, think that's kind of pretty similar with triple j too like you have um friday night mix up and like yeah saturday night mixes as well and stuff like that what did triple j
2: what did triple j play in a day
1: And but then but then they're pretty open, like they're pretty broad when it, when they play in the day. So they'll they'll play from anything from like pop stuff to indie stuff to like metal stuff okay. to electronica, like dance. They're big, yeah, on supporting dance music as well. Um and they usually get around a lot of the festivals and stuff within Australia. Um yeah, so I think um, they heavily influence what most Australians listen to.
2: Yeah, it's pretty similar to Radio One than I would have thought. Because we have Kiss, yeah. we have Kiss, we have Capital Dance now. So Capital yeah. FM is like this huge commercial station. If you if you get playlisted on Capital FM daytime, you you know you're like making money, making,
1: making dosh. Money. <laughs> yeah, but they've
2: just they've just opened a Capital Dance, which is like I think it's digital only but it's just a dance, it they just play house music but it's Mr. Jam um that's kind of the head guy there but of course it's capital so it it has to be a little bit more commercial rather than yeah like super underground is there yeah. is there like a really big underground scene in in um, australia cuz like for me Going out, touring over the years, like Sash, is it Sash Sundays? Yeah. In Sydney. Yeah, and, that's still going. And then, like, I remember playing for them and it was a wicked vibe. I love that, love that party. Um, yeah. And, oh, Revs as well. Revs in Melbourne.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's the best. Revs
1: that's- is, um, I think, um, Melbourne is the capital for like underground music, um, with Sydney runner up. Um, and then there's little pockets around, um, the rest of Australia as well in, um, most cities you'll find, um, there's like, yeah, a pocket for underground music. Um, yeah, it's forever growing, I think, especially from when I started, um, and I pretty much went straight into like more underground sounds for sure. Um, and like with like techno music and stuff yeah. like that, um, that stuff's always like really growing here. Um, yeah. I I think there's like, there's a, there's a healthy scene. There's is definitely it, a healthy scene. Because
2: yeah. I remember talking to you a few months ago and you were like, realistically, you have to kind of move to Europe, but. You love Australia,
1: mm. yeah. Well, I think that's what a lot of art, a lot of Australian artists were doing. Yeah, that. Um, but you can only do so much in Australia. Yeah. I think that's it. And you gotta, you gotta like eventually, if you want to expand and grow um, yourself as an artist, you need to like go offshore um, and build your name even further. I guess. Yeah. Um, whereas if you were, because I guess, especially with radio and stuff, it's very, very hard to get like techno music on like triple J and shit. Funnily enough that I got, um, a track of mine this time last year on, um, high rotation on triple J for the first time ever. It was my first track ever. And it was techno. Like it was like, pardon? Which one was that? Uh, pursuit.
2: Okay. I love that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that was like a, that was a really big goal. Um, do that and I don't think I've ever heard a a song that dark getting on high rotation getting played at 9 a.m on on the radio and everyone is like sending me messages like what the hell is this building on on the radio I'm like I'm on my way to work and I'm like I'm ready to go to a rave like oh it's just it was just so surreal like um, but it was cool. It was really cool of them to get behind me um, for that track and just be, like, playing that at, all, like, all times of the day for a few months there was pretty sick. But that's really, like, that's very rare. Um, and when you do hear them playing, um, like, a more underground track on, on like, high rotations, or, like, throughout the day and stuff like that, it's like like yes whenever I hear like other artists and stuff like that I'm like good on them getting that spot like it's it's great but yeah I guess that's where it like kind of becomes tough to like yeah grow any further
2: yeah yeah how like how does being on like high rotation on triple j how does that does that turn into gigs does that turn into other opportunities or is it a case where you're just like okay cool we got there um,
1: um I think I think it's like one it's like expanding your audience definitely because I don't even know the numbers of how many people um tune into Triple J. Yeah. But um that that grew pretty um pretty well, I think over that like couple of months that I had the rotation. Um and then it's just yeah, more exposure. Um and then also, um, I think just getting um, respect from the scene as well, like and is that yeah, hard I think, I in, think, in
2: Australia? Is it hard to get respect in the scene?
1: Yeah, I, I found it very difficult at the start. Um, Why is that? I felt, uh, I think um, when I was starting out, um, there wasn't really any female artists doing like within Australia, there, there wasn't many at all. Like, I don't like, there would have probably been some people, but I, what, they weren't gaining. like, I wasn't like hearing about them, um, doing like underground stuff. And it was such a boys club back then. And I felt like it was really hard to, um, to be taken seriously because there was this big stigma and like, things about like girls just like using their looks to get gigs and not really like yeah so it was like all that type of crap that was going on back then and I just because the majority of like that really underground scene just was males and yeah that was really difficult for them to take me seriously but I just stuck it out and then I just started like smashing out like originals and production and stuff like that and then once that kind of started being embedded in and getting a bit of like getting noticed a little bit I think that's when like they were like oh okay she's like she's actually serious she's actually making she's doing the work
2: yeah
1: and um and then once I started getting a little bit more gigs and stuff like that they're like, oh, okay. And I would like enjoy it. And yeah, I think it just like blossomed from there. Once I started getting some like proper shows and getting some exposure to some audiences and stuff like that. And people, yeah. Let the people speak.
2: (laughs) takes time, doesn't (laughs) it? Yeah. But it
1: took, oh, it took, yeah, it took, it took a long while, like good, like four or five years or something like that for, for that to, like, for people to be like, yeah, okay, she's sticking in this, like, she's in this.
2: It's always strange that as well, because I think you were coming up, like, when you were coming up, it was the time when, like, no women were in the industry at all, or very, very rare. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, yeah. talked about, and I don't know, it always weirds me out when someone says, like, when a dude says, like, oh, she's only getting booked for her looks, and I'm like, that's... That's just your you're just jealous, dude. It's just like <laughs> yeah. you're just jealous because you're ugly. <laughs> it's like, come on, bruv, like sort it out. I just it yeah. just weirds me out. Like I remember when I met you and Jack and you you guys played, didn't you, that night?
1: Yeah, 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 we did.
2: And I I was listening and I was like, These you two are fucking dope. And like it was just so refreshing <laughs> to like see two girls. Cause it wasn't then no one was really fucking doing it. Like girls weren't DJing no. then. Like,
1: yeah, no, not at all. And it was like, so And like if, if they were, uh, they're like the only ones that were being exposed were doing like that more EDM commercial stuff and, and, and really putting on more of a performance than like a DJ set, like, you know? like, or like, like, like that. jumping up on the, on the tables yeah. and, <laughs> and yeah. like wearing like swimmers and things, you know?
2: Yeah, what's yeah. that about?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I hate that shit.
2: I know guys do it as <laughs> and well.
1: I, and I, yeah, I was about to say, and I hate it when guys do it. Like, it's just like, get off the table and, like, do shit. Like, uh, yeah, I, but I, I get there's, like, a market for that, and pe- some people froth on that, like, and that's fine. That's <laughs> I haven't
2: heard the deep. word froth in fucking <laughs> ages, and then I realize I haven't spoken to an Australian in fucking ever. <laughs>
1: Aussie as they come. Aussie as they come. Okay, on, on a level to funny.
2: 10, one being the less and 10 being the most, how bogan are you?
1: <laughs> oh, I would say I would be about an eight.
2: <laughs> okay, so your fish is 10.
1: Nah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like 10 is like you are living out on a farm and you're like, hey, how you going? But it, you know, it's so funny, like... When so I, I, I um think of myself as like pretty Aussie because I grew up like in country, so um on some farms and things like that. So I really came from the country and then, um, eventually made my w- way into like more city, um, and yeah, it's it's hilarious when it, for some reason my sister and I we um whenever we go back to the. Like country, we and to hang out with like family. Um, her her husband picked up on this first, and I had we had no idea we were doing this. But he's like, um, Crystal, whenever you and Paris like go back, like to your family's place, you go really country and you start talking real twangy and shit. And he's like, you go, you you get to your auntie's place and you're like. Oh yeah, we're just going up to Arnie Tracy's, <laughs> like, <laughs> like real though And I was like, far out. We probably do do that.
2: <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Oh god, yeah, it's, it's it, it was funny when he mentioned that. I was cracking up.
2: You can take the girl out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the girl. Is the is the saying?
1: Yeah, that is that is that is good.
2: There's something like about that. Australians that. I just don't understand and I don't mean that in a horrible way. I don't, I just mean no, yeah. it in the, I'm just like, how, how are you, just how are you like that? Like, they fuck, <laughs> like I'm from England and English people party, yeah. like we party hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Aust-
2: Australians take it to another level.
1: Oh yeah. We get shit faced <laughs> for sure.
2: I don't think shit face <laughs> is the right word for it. <laughs>
1: cuz we get we get lit
2: <laughs> <laughs> but also lit. like the amount of people that take drugs like the the amount of drugs yeah. that gets taken at parties i'm like
1: oh yeah it's on another level it's on another level yeah some people can go crazy <laughs> you're like how are you still standing
2: how are you still like, alive every weekend they do it
1: yeah yeah, and they do it every weekend. Like, I would die if I did it every weekend.
2: <laughs> also, the thing about Australia is everything just wants to kill you. Like, yeah, what is that about as yeah, well? Yeah, that's
1: what, <laughs> you know, it's so weird when people bring this up because I, it doesn't cross Australian people's minds, like, at yeah. all that we have all these dangerous things. And then whenever someone, like, a foreigner will come in or, or like, you'd be talking to, like, a foreigner or something, they're like yeah, like everything is so deadly here and stuff. And you're like, oh yeah, it is too. Hey, we, t- we just totally forget. Like it's just normal for us. But like, yeah, like, I don't know, down in my, in my mailbox, there could be like a red back spider. Like, and I could put my <laughs> hands in there and like I could die. And I just didn't even, you don't even think of it.
2: <laughs> Those, is it funnel <laughs> pull webs? Pull out the
1: bin and like a brown, brown, brown snake could just pop out and oh. just get you on the leg.
2: <laughs> is it is it funnel web spiders?
1: Yeah, we have funnel web spiders too. Oh. They I don't know where they are, but um not you don't really see them much um in the city.
2: They creep me out.
1: Uh, but oh, do you know like I have the biggest phobia for spiders. So like I'm with you on that. Like I will I can't have like a spider in the house. I I'll either have to kill it or I'll have to like get someone to like Remove it from the house because I just I can't
2: like I can't. You get those hunt? Is it, <laughs> it hunters? Me.
1: Just even talking about it's freaking me out. Like <laughs> I get- have like night- If I see a spider in the house, like I'll have nightmares that night. Like it crawling on me. You like, should because they could probably scary.
2: kill you. it's probably gonna kill you if it if you have one in the house.
1: And, and someone told me like some weird fact the other a uh, couple of months back, saying that that we eat spiders in our lifetime in our sleep. What the fuck? That's not cool. That is not cool. Yeah, you eat
2: like 20 or something in your life or something stupid like that. (laughs) And you're just like, it's fine in England. They're just like daddy long legs. I'm fine with that. But in in Australia, it's just like. Oh yeah,
1: them ones are okay.
2: It's just fucking awful.
1: And snakes. Oh. See, I don't really care for snakes, but spiders will get me.
2: Do you know what I don't understand? When people have spe- spe- oh fuck, I can't talk. When people have pet spiders and sp- pet snakes. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, no. Nah. No. Nah, I don't like snake whatever, but spider, nah. no. No,
2: no, no. <laughs> I remember snakes. my brother
1: actually bought us pet snake once and like and then I don't know what happened to it. I think it got like out and then it just roamed around and then it was just gone. But it was still a baby at the time, so I wasn't really worried. I think it was like only
2: like that big. I've got a friend in Atlanta and she's like super nice, really like pretty girl, like super hot, like on another level, like an 11. Okay. But she has, but she has pet snakes. I'm like, nope. Can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be friends with you. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. she's like
1: that's so great i love that she's
2: like genie like get rid of the snakes and then she just buys another one and i'm like what just just, just don't get it and then she like puts them around her neck and stuff like that and i'm like
1: why why are you Uh, doing this oh no yeah no i wouldn't like that
2: have you heard those like funny heard those like snake stories when they wake up and the like snake is like next to them like trying to like measure up the if they could swallow that
1: yes just,
2: like, like that gives That's me goosebumps so... thinking about it <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that yeah i've heard those stories they're scary very scary
2: i guess you don't really see much in the city though like it's more country stuff in australia right
1: yeah 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 for sure like um I haven't seen... Oh, actually, no, I did see a snake not long ago. I was um, traveling up north and um, I was driving on this, like, dirt road to this beach with a friend and there was the biggest snake. I can't remember what type of snake it was. I don't know. Oh, I think it was, like, one of those big diamond sort of Uh, looking ones. What Um, do you
2: do? (laughs) What do you do? Do you run over it?
1: No, we had to stop because it took up the whole road. Oh. That's how long it was. From one side of the road to the other.
0: Fuck and that. we
1: had to wait for it. Um, and then some other guy was coming the other way in his car. So he stopped and we're like, we're both just like <laughs> doing like that Mexican thing or like, like who's going to get out of the car? like, or. Yeah. um, And then he ended up getting out of the car and we're like, good boy. Like you do that. Um, And then, (laughs) but he was so scared. He he was so scared. He got a stick from inside the road and like went to like trying to just touch its tails to make it move, like to get it to move on. And then it moved and he's like, he literally jumped and I was like, we're just cracking up at him. And then eventually it just like went off into the bush, but it was fucking huge.
2: He has got bigger balls than me. I would have run yeah. that fucker over. I wouldn't have given it, like
1: fuck that. No, it was it was pretty, but it was like a it was a pretty snake. Oh, I don't know. It? I find them me- memorizing in a way. They are the pretty way amazing. that they move and stuff. Yeah, yeah,
2: they are. Amazing. Yeah, but
1: snake- spiders. Spiders aren't amazing. Spiders can get fucked. You- like they, they are not <laughs> cute at all. <laughs>
2: you have those huntsmen. Is it the huntsman?
1: Yeah, I don't not. I don't like Hunsons. I get are uh, yeah. They're pretty regular. Like they're, you can see them around a lot, and I just don't like them.
2: There was a guy. I that, pretty much
1: cry when I see one.
2: There was a guy that used to work at ministry in Detroit. Jordan, do you know Jordan?
0: Um, Black no, guy. I don't think so. T-
2: Black guy. Jordan. I think I think his name's Jordan. Um, he. When I was there the second time, I think my second tour, he, mm-hmm. when I was there, he went back one night to his family's place, and there was a massive one on the, his ceiling, and they pushed it down with a broom, and it just like ran. And I'm like, he showed me a video. Uh, I was oh, like, oh
0: yuck! No yuck!
1: Don't talk about them running. No, no thanks. <laughs> They're just
2: hairy and minging. Maybe it's like me, yeah, like the me, hair. Kind of. The hair
1: freaks me out. It's
2: gross. It's yeah. So gross. Yeah, fuck Australia. Too many things to kill you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you keen to come back after? Oh our chat? yeah, can't wait. <laughs> uh, I was
2: actually there like just under a year ago. Actually. I know.
1: I think I was. Um, I was out of town when you were in Sydney. You were That's in right. Berlin.
0: Weren't
1: you? Um, or America. Um... I think so. I think so.
2: Yeah. Either were. that
1: or I was like down in um, Melbourne.
2: Oh, were you at a wedding? Doing a show.
1: No, I think I was like doing shows in Melbourne or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember now.
2: So can you regularly tour in Australia? Uh,
1: you can. You can. Um, I think that I've just gotten – it's kind of weird. You get to this point where you you do all the clubs and then you start doing, and then you get starting being booked for like all the festivals. Um, And then clubs just become more of a irregular thing. I think when you get to, I think when you get to a certain point of your career, it's like you don't, because the market is like small here, you can't oversaturate yourself in all the clubs all the yeah. time, which I love playing a club show, but um, yeah, you just got to be, I guess, mindful of um, overdoing making it. those moments very special to, to your audiences and yeah, not overdo it.
2: What's your favourite place to play in Australia?
1: No. Oh. Um
2: clubwise.
1: Clubwise? Um I mean I did really love playing at Revs as well. Um that was pretty special night or well, afternoon actually it was like a Sunday arvo. But it was like full sold out, packed everyone just like jumping around. That was fun. That was pretty special. Um Yeah, I've had some good nights in um Couple of like, like Civic Underground. I played a really fun show there. Actually, also seventy seven in um, Sydney. Like it's this intimate club, and everyone gets so sweaty, and it's just this dark and dingy. I love that. I love those like more intimate club shows way more than the big club shows. Yeah, that's really Where where people are right at right in front of you. And you're just vibing. You can feel their energy, and it's just like you're sweating. You're dancing with them. That those moments are like so special to me, for
0: sure.
2: Yeah, I haven't had that many. Like my touring in Australia is like I'm not big in Australia at all, so I always like struggle coming over to tour. But I'm like always. Yeah. I'm always like.
1: Oh, I'm. I'm. You've got a bit like. You're pretty big here. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. Don't <laughs> talk
2: I, I, would, down. <laughs> I would. I'd be like. I'm telling the truth. I'd say if it was like, if if. Oh, it was but good. yeah,
1: compared compared to like how you're doing over there, maybe. But yeah, it's kind of
2: weird. I guess Australia can be weird like that. It's weird, but I, I I want it to do so. I want it to do well so badly, which makes me just keep mm. coming back because I st- I'm still like craving that like, just. I want to throw a fucking amazing party somewhere, and just like, just it yeah. be amazing. Like revs, when I for the second time I played revs, it was just yeah. at, like unbelievable night. And now they won't book me because I'm not cool enough, motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah,
2: I can't get booked there for shit. Oi,
1: hey, do you know? Um, okay. Well, if to put your mind at ease. 80s- I only played at Rebs for the first time um, last year, and I have been DJing in Australia for eight years now. So it took me eight years to get that gig.
2: Kind of makes me a little bit mad, though, and and I I, yeah. I think I absolutely love what they've done there. Love it, and I I really respect yeah. it. Um, but it's again, it's like the fucking boys club.
1: Yeah. Um, But not, it's like, it's
2: just this click, which I, I, I'm kind of like, even if they booked me every year, but all my mates that came and toured Australia didn't get booked, I'd still say the same. So it's not the fact that they just don't book me. It's like, you're like probably one of the coolest artists, like female artists out of Australia. And it takes you fucking eight years to play there. Like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> that annoys me so yeah. much.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was very frustrating. Um, yeah, I don't know. I They are really... Uh, Melbourne people are very clicky, very, very clicky. Yeah. Much more than Sydney, I would say, for sure. It took a long while for me to... Um, to be, yeah, um, acknowledged and stuff down there. And now Melbourne's are my biggest like audience yeah. in Australia. It's so funny.
0: but um, yeah, it took
1: a while because they're very, very clicky. They like supporting their their artists from down there as well. They're yeah. big on that so um, to like be booking like Sydney acts and stuff like that. Yeah you got to be you got to be really getting noticed. You really got to make them turn their heads in some way.
2: I think the thing is, is Sydney is Sydney's like a London. It's like a major major city from the, Yeah. You, you you obviously it's in Australia. It's a beautiful city. But you go to city cent, like the city center in Sydney, and you could be in any other city, really, in the world. It's it's kind of like those major city vibes that you just get every, in every yeah. major city. Whereas Melbourne is a little bit more community organ orientated. That I find, I could be completely wrong, but it just no, feels. No, you're, you're bang on. It just feels like Melbourne people stick together.
0: Mm.
1: And don't no, think, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, th- I think um, a lot of foreigners and stuff like that will be more in Sydney than Melbourne too. Mm. So, yeah, kind of a lot of people come in and out of Sydney a lot more, I would say, than Melbourne.
2: What's your thoughts on Perth?
1: Perth school? Um, I like Perth it's uh it's just on the other side of australia so it's a bit of a bitch to get to yeah um but um yeah i love playing there it's fun it's the scene for like more my sound is uh, not very big there there's a, it's a very it's very small very niche for them um they i mean they more i guess like more like house and stuff would be A bit bigger, and then they. I think I think they like uh, more like like bass music and stuff like that is huge over there. It's
2: more like commercial as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Also, a shit ton of English people that live in Perth.
1: Yeah. What's that about? No, you're you're not wrong. I don't know. I don't know that, but
2: it's weird. It's like I haven't
1: dived deep enough into that city. I don't think. Like to like really just like I've played probably like just a handful of times there. So, um, yeah.
2: My cousin lives there. And, okay. And yeah, when I was out there last time, I was just like, wow, why is it? There's more English people than Australians. Like you're just down the street and you're like, they're English, they're English. And I'm like, what, yeah. what's this about? <laughs> is it yeah. like, I don't know. It, I know there's like a lot of construction that goes out there. And I know a lot of people go out there and do construction. Hey, this is the right. this is the weird thing when I came to Australia. So, in construction in in the UK, well, pretty much in mm-hmm. most other countries, you don't ever see women working in construction. And in Australia, like you see we, it a lot. We got the women. <laughs> like, yeah, you see it a lot. We're not
1: afraid. We're not afraid to get our hands dirty. Us, us women over here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's like yeah, in I the high vis cool. vests. I, I like it too. I like it too when I'm like driving past like someone and like it's just like a girl in a high vis just like fucking going going in like yeah. It's kind of hot. I, I think
2: kind of yeah. into it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Should be like a music video.
2: <laughs> I think Benny Benassi did that with Satisfaction, didn't yeah, he? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what I was thinking about.
2: oh mine's in the gutter yeah (laughs) one of my mates actually from sydney uh laura you might know actually she's an electrician in wollongong
0: okay
2: and like there's probably be about 10 women electricians in the whole of the uk and yeah wow you just it's so it's so strange but it's so cool to see I like going when you're like walking Sydney at night and they're doing the construction at night and then you've got like these women holding the flags up and I'm like, this is so cool. Love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But Um, you also
2: get paid.
1: Yeah. I was going to say the money's good Yeah. for that. So yeah, I guess like it's just like women here are like pretty tough. Like I would say (laughs) they're not like, Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, it's, it's it, I do agree with you, like a lot of um, there's like probably a lot more women here that do um tradey jobs and construction and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, it's cool. Uh, would you ever yeah. move to Europe for like a period of time? I know you want to be back in Australia eventually, but would you would you do
1: it? Yeah. Um I I mean I've like thought about this. I don't know. Like I, I would really, I get homesick very easily. Like I was only in, I was overseas. Was it last year? Yeah. Last year. Um, did, um, like London and Berlin and Amsterdam and I was overseas for, um, eight weeks or something like that. And, that was hard. I really, I really struggled with that. Um, and I, what do you struggle with? Um, I think like family, like I'm, I love my family. I'm big on family. I like to have my family around me all the time. And, um, yeah, I think that's probably the most thing. i I love Australia. I don't think I would ever move anywhere permi- permanently. But um, I would like if it were, if it means like benefiting my career, I would do like six months stints, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like like summer stints, I guess. Do Europe summer? Um, I'm like we. I've already like spoken to that about about that to my manager and because that's something that we will probably have to maybe look into in the near f- future, yeah. like as tours become, if, well, if tours become more.
2: No, quit that if, when the when tours, come on. Now.
1: When, when, Jeez. I know I shouldn't say that. Yeah, you shouldn't say
2: if, if. who are you? Who am
1: I? Jesus. No, I'm, that's yeah, no. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> um, when that starts happening more because like we, I've only really just, I kind of went the opposite way around. I started touring in the U S first. Um, and for my kind of music, it's kind of a bit different, but the the market there is a bit smaller for like, well, it was when I started touring, it's kind of gotten, it's really grown actually it's huge for like techno now. music and stuff. Now, it's huge. Isn't it?
2: It's massive. And the, yeah, th- the thing, I really thing that I love about America is that the people, the people that go to the raves, I don't want to call them kids because they're not really at all. Um, but
1: yeah, I always call them kids too.
2: Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I
1: don't know why we're I'm not like, that yeah, old. Kids.
2: How old? How old are you now?
1: <laughs> I'm twenty nine.
2: Jeez, when are you thirty?
1: How old are you? I'm thirty. Huh?
2: I'm thirty now.
1: Well, I'm th- I- yeah. Well, I'm thirty in like six months so i'm not far behind you <sighs> is it did it did it freak you out turning 30 are you, you obviously still freaked out about being <laughs> 30 it's
2: it's really weird because i was actually talking to a mate about this the other day um yeah who i was talking to <clears throat> no that's a lie i wasn't talking to that person um <laughs> <laughs> my brain is just not working right <laughs> now but i was talking to, like i don't know i don't know if you ever had it but i had it kind of coming up through the industry and it was Mm -hmm. like oh you're so young you've got so much time you're so young you've got so much time you're so young you've got so much time blah 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 blah. now I'm the one saying that Mm -hmm. to other people
1: oh yeah yeah because I know
2: but then 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 when I sit down and think like most of the people that are extremely successful apart from the like anomalies which there's always going to be ones but most of them don't get successful until they're like thirty five thirty seven
1: you've really uh, you've really studied that haven't I you? have
2: I really have' <laughs>
1: if you've worked out the average
2: yeah and i have because and I think there's a reason behind this, but yeah. I think it's because you're just more grounded as a person,
1: yeah. And I think I personally think that um, over, especially for underground music, it's um, respect gets gained over a longer period as well. Um, The more, like, the more you've been in the game, the more respect you'll have. And I think that that's one of the great things about why I love the scene that we are in compared to, like, commercial is like so it's so like spiky like it's like you just could be so young make a hit spike up yeah. you're crazy you're young you're hot it's like looks more matter in that scene yeah, 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 um and then all of a sudden you can just drop off and and then you could become just this old person that no one respects and yeah. and whereas in the underground scene most of the most of the big um, players are, they're well into their 40s, I would say even. like 50s. Definitely. Yeah, and 50s. They're still smashing it. And that is something to be hopeful about for sure
2: for us. I think, I think it's like anything. I think people that don't, that have proper jobs, don't mm. realize like to, to become successful in a proper job, Okay, you have to work yeah. through, you have to start at the bottom or you get your degree and then you start somewhere and then you it takes years to get to the top, right? If you mm-hmm. ever wanna be at the top of a company. It's the same in music. It takes years. But it also I think it also yeah. takes years as an it or it has for me, I can't speak for anyone else, but it takes years. Mm-hmm. It's taken me years to know where I wanna be. I've always known that I wanna be the top of the top, but but like sound wise like how Um, i how i want to like want people to perceive who i am how how i want to how much of myself do i want to give to other people in like i think there's a a thing that like and for me this year has been like huge learning for that where Mm. it's it's been it's weird but i think turning yeah yeah time to like
1: reflect on on all this yeah but i think turning 30 um,
2: is actually like been a good thing for me i think it is is a, it's a milestone and you're like okay a lot's happened in the last 10 years like mm. if a lot if that much can happen in the last 10 years i'm i actually met you when i was 20 i think
1: yeah 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 so well i would have been you around didn't. the same as yeah. well because we're pretty much um and
2: a lot happened six of june
1: Oh, so you're like exactly like one year older than me because I'm 11th of June.
2: Oh, sweet, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> let's have a let's have a joint birthday party next let's time. Let's do it. Come over in June and 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 we'll we'll put a little birthday tour on. <laughs>
2: Not coming to Australia, fucking yeah, kill me. The snakes. <laughs> um, but I I think it's like a nice. It is. It's kind of like grounding, and for me, it was like okay, I'm thirty. Also, I was 30 in lockdown. So you're like, it's very like leveling and yeah. it's very like, you, you are literally nothing. Like for me, it was like, I'm literally nothing. I'm, I'm oh, no, no
1: one.
2: I'm like, no one gives a <laughs> fuck about me. Like, yeah. I'm not playing shows.
1: Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I remember was, there's been periods that I've thought that too. I'm like, who even am I? Like. I don't have shows. I don't have like, like, what do I, what, I'm not doing nothing. (laughs) And I was like, I'm writing music, but no one can hear it. Someone help me. It's mad. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it really made you like, I guess it really did make you kind of question like, I don't know, um, your career and like make you really want to like hone down on what you want to do when you come out of this.
2: What what do you want to do?
1: For sure, um, I hmm, I I really want to get back to playing like shows. I still haven't played a show since March, um, but I've been writing lots of music and um, also collaborating a fair bit, which has been kind of cool. Um, yeah, I I don't know, like. I don't know yet. I'm still trying to figure that out, but I am just looking forward to like sharing all my new sounds with everyone because I'm, yeah, I'm just still waiting on that response and to see reactions and the way that they work on dance floors and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I think like, I'm been really open to like probably experimenting a lot more with like Production and doing things that aren't just the usual club sounds as well. Yeah, is like uh, something that I'm looking into as well.
2: Do you ever think like when when music is all over? Like, not that mm. it not that it's ever going to be over in our lives, but like when when we get to that point in our lives, like do we do we want to tour for the rest of our lives do we like what's next after touring do you ever have you have you thought about that much during the lockdown I've thought about fucking every day
1: yeah um yeah yeah so like if, if if shows weren't happening I think that I would really want to like work on collaborating with like singers and and making kind of cool electronica sort of stuff. Like, yeah. really been thinking about that a lot lately, and just exploring those sort of sounds and kind of like yeah, working with other artists and um, helping them like craft their sound and input into that. I think that's probably something that I'll definitely will want to look into. And I also I'm, I really like um I really like not just creating music but like i would love to like um i don't know help create um i don't know venues and things like that i don't know there's some there's some i i really love kind of business things and yeah i don't know there's like a lot of like little inspirations like i would love we we don't really have this like in Australia as much as like Europe and stuff, but like, like creating like cool like cafes with like that, like could be like open late hours and have some like really like cool DJs doing some music and like just like nibbles and like sick food and just creating some sort of sick atmosphere or like something that would start like super early and people on like on the weekends could just like kind of kick on there. But like, not be like proper kick on like yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah. like just to wind down have have your last drinks like sun's coming up some music playing I don't know I love that type of stuff I always get like real creative in my head
2: you should do that because day party kind of evening parties are the way forward yeah they're like
1: yeah yeah it's, it's so I, and I,
2: nice yeah
1: yeah it's and I personally I I don't really like partying and like having to DJ at all hours of the morning, but it's my job. And like, it's like, that's one thing. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to have to get back into doing that soon. Like having those couple hours sleeps and then waking up at 3am and then heading to a club and yeah. Um, but that's, that's why I really enjoy playing festivals because like, it's like an evening usually show, like I usually get like sunset, sets and stuff like that it's perfect get to bed at a decent hour <laughs> I'm like fresh yeah uh, I like really love playing festivals
2: I was literally watching like my because on the last tour I did like a vlog and like just filmed yeah. filmed everything and I was just watching the YouTube uh like series that I did earlier on and I was like because i've we've had like ten, nearly 10 months of like i've had 10 months of routine of sleeping at a good time and training and doing all of that and then i saw myself yeah. on these on these videos and i was like fucking hell man like how did you do it with like 2 hours sleep or sometimes no sleep and then get to another city and then play and cuz it's the same in australia with mm. with america is that the travel time is so much longer than what it is in europe like, I can fly to Berlin yeah. in, like, two hours and be fine. I can fly to Amsterdam in, like, an hour. It's super easy. Whereas Australia, yeah. like, Sydney to Perth is a bitch. It's, like, yeah. long.
1: Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's like over six hours. Yeah. It's- um. Yeah, like, Melbourne's sweet. Um. But, yeah, Perth. Um. Adelaide's a little bit longer, too. And then, yeah, up north is not too bad. It's all right. It's long. But Perth, definitely Perth is, is a bitch.
2: It's long. And it's the same in, in the States mm. where, like, if your routine isn't done, if you're pretty much if your agent has fucked you over that weekend, you're doing, like, east, <laughs> east coast to west coast, and you're like, oh, God, this is brutal. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
2: But we have the best job in the world. So I
1: know we can't, we can't complain. It's, it's pretty amazing to do a job you're passionate about for sure. Like sometimes I have to pinch myself to like how far I've come. Yeah. And like, I still got like heaps further to go, but like if you think back to like the goals that you had starting out and to think that I've succeeded those in more, like, just blows my mind. And it's, mad, uh, it's it? good to go back and and actually, like, be grateful and appreciate that stuff because, like, you, sometimes you just totally forget. And then once you reflect on it, you're like, wow. Like, it was my dream to, like, you know, release on like that label. like, And now I'm releasing on that label. Like, it would be my dream to play at that festival. And now I'm playing at that festival. I've played at that festival, like, a few times now. Like, it's pretty crazy.
2: (laughs) Do you think it's – for me, I struggle in the moment, though, to to reflect like that and to, like, enjoy it at the
1: Yeah, no, I don't think you – I don't either. Like, I don't really, like, sit there and be, like, in awe. I'm kind of, like – I don't know. It it gets weird because you go, Am I how am I meant to be feeling right now? Yeah. And it's just like this I don't know. I guess our brains just go a bit weird before a show.
2: <laughs> I do you do you still get nervous?
1: Yeah. Do you I do. Um I do, um but not heaps into the from the lead up. Like I think It takes a while, like only like before, like probably like a few hours before, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I'm going to be jumping up on there soon. Because like you just get used to being in that environment. So that becomes like really normal and whatever. And that's, I think that's where I I was getting up with like, kind of like, you don't know how you're feeling. Because like, you like, firstly, like would normally get really like nervous and stuff pre- pre-heading to the show and stuff like that now that doesn't really like happen for me anymore yeah like I'm just like yeah doing my thing like yep yeah, get to there get to the festival get to the show and I'm just chilling out and and whatever and then and then they're like okay you're on in 20 minutes or you're on in 10 minutes like and then that's like when it's like oh yeah that's right I'm playing <laughs> and it's like oh and then you get like a little bit nervous and like yeah, everything starts getting a bit of like get a bit of a rush and stuff. But it's good to have that still. You got to have that.
2: I love that you get have that because I I, don't like I. it's only certain shows that get me. Um, yeah, but I've, I'm doing a show in London in January. It's like a social distancing. I don't even know if it will happen because of the coronavirus. But yeah, I'm nervous about that. Now.
1: Yeah.
2: And I think it's just more so. (laughs) I'm like, you have that like.
1: It's been a while.
2: It's been a while and I haven't played in London for a very long time. Like. Yeah, right. Maybe like three years. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I don't really play in the UK. It sucks. They don't like me in the UK. Why
1: is that? (laughs) What? It Like, is that just because like you're your um style of music isn't like that huge there
2: or i'm just not in the uk click yeah right really um we're working towards it um yeah. but i i just i just don't want to be and this this is this isn't disrespecting anybody that is is w- what i'm going to say but i just don't want to be yeah part of i don't want to do what i did with dirty bird in the uk so, like, in America, Dirty Bird, like, gave me a, a huge platform and it allowed me to get to where I'm at today and I would never take that mm. away. But I will would never headline a Dirty Bird show, if you know what I mean. A bit like I would never headline a Dirty Bird festival. I would, I would never do any of that because I'm not the owner of Dirty Bird. Yeah. And I want to grow a career for myself that I can, I can run everything and I can do it all myself. Yeah. Yeah. I and get what you,
1: I get what you mean. So like, yeah, you want to have your own branding. You don't want to be like a branch yeah. of a brand. Th-
2: there's that's, no longevity yeah. in it. And that's
1: good. That's a good, that's a good way to do it as well. Like yeah.
2: I think for I, sure, I think you I mean, still have yeah. to have, you have to have the associations um,
1: yeah, affiliations to, are uh, like important, but um, but above all making sure that your, your um, artist um, brand um, speaks the loudest. Yeah,
2: which is tough in a world, mm. especially now when the, I think the brands are stronger than anything, really. Um,
1: mm. Yeah, I
2: think a lot of people you get booked because you're on this label, not because of your music which is weird to me. Mm. It's really weird to me. Like I was talking to, do you know, OC and Verd? Yeah. I was on the phone to them earlier and they were like, yeah, our agent told us that if we signed to this label, we'll get booked in Germany. We signed to this label and we got loads of bookings in Germany. And it's like, why? What, like, what are the promoters? Not promoters that you're not, they're not, Go in to listen to music, they're just looking at a brand that they know sells tickets, and mm. kind of for me it i I'm not a promoter, and I would suck as a promoter, but yeah. for me, it's just like what are you there's something not right here you're in the music industry, but you're only interested in a brand rather than the music,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's really big in Europe. Hey,
2: it's huge.
1: Like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of weird. Hey, especially in the underground scene, Pardon?
2: especially in the underground scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
2: My, um, one of my mates, Un, do you know, do you know that Un, he's like a tech, like super like Berlin techno vibes. What's his name Un U U N. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, if, you should check so. him out. Yep. Re- he's it's really yeah. hard techno, like insane. He's he's released really on Maud and Slams record, Slams record label, and things like okay. that. Okay. Um, but he he lives with me in Detroit, and mm-hmm. he's the same. It's like all of his shows are in in like Germany, pretty much. But yeah. the minute you sign to like a record label, you start getting shows. And you're like Yeah. I, I get it to a certain extent, but are, are these promoters what what are they doing? Like listen to music. Yeah, go, it doesn't go and need search to be music. the be all
1: and end all. No.
2: But maybe it's not the promoters. Maybe it's yeah. the people that go to the parties. Yeah.
1: I think that too. For sure. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Cause it's just something very big in the un- like very underground scene.
2: Associations. Yeah. I- yeah. I get it. It's never going to change yeah. at the end of the day. No. We can just moan about yeah, it. Yeah. But it's that's
1: fun. what, but if you can make your own branding even bigger, then <laughs> yeah. That's key. Well, I just also That's think we,
2: we live in this digital society now, and you sign a record. Like for anybody that doesn't know, you sign a record to an independent record label. Like you'll give mm-hmm. you give fifty percent of your record away, right? And yeah, they own the masters for ten years, sometimes for a lifetime, and then mm-hmm. that record gets released. And it does nothing. And then you're like, just given 50% of something that I've worked my ass off and it's done nothing. Why yeah. don't I just do it myself? Yeah. And that, that was kind of the yeah. thing It's like waiting for record labels to sign, to sign music, waiting for like a record label. You know how it is. You sign a record and then they're like, Oh, it's not coming out in nine until for like nine months. And it's like, well, come on man like I can't organise my touring around I have to organise a tour like and I want music to come out at the same time like that's why I started my own label so much fucking easier yeah
1: but that's why I started my own label
2: (laughs) what's your label called?
1: Upon Access
2: oh I like that name Mm. are you signing other
1: artists? pardon?
2: are you signing other artists?
1: yeah um I've been signing like more so, like, up-and-coming Australian cool. artists, like, doing, like, pretty similar vibes to me and, like, um, also trying to get some, like, more Europeans and stuff like that on the label. Um, I've only had it for a couple of years, but it's I haven't – it's not something that I'm investing all my time into. Yeah. It's just something really nice for me to have this little platform that I can – put some different creativity to um, and then also for like releasing my own music when I need to, like, like you're just talking about in those kind of um, ways where you really just want it out at a certain time. Um, you don't want to have to mess around with another label. You want to, you want to be the one in control of it. It's great in that sense. And then also just, um, there's something really great about um pushing other people's music out there into the world. I really enjoy that. There's yeah, it's something something really nice about doing that. So um yeah, I don't know what will be of my label, but um yeah, it's just chugging along nicely. Like I I'm I'm still undecided, like where i like what i where i see it going in the future i guess that's that. cool though
2: yeah it's cool yeah. it doesn't need you don't need to always have a bigger plan
1: yeah exactly like i don't know if i have a bigger plan for it just yet or if i like it how it's just really niche and small and just just chucking like um it's a uh, we're only i'm only releasing like four or five track uh four or five releases a year on it that's so right. and that's and that's like sweet for me but if if i was to like take it to another level i need to bring more people on board and stuff like that without at the moment it's cool for me being just a little side project that's cool if you will. like yeah
2: as long as you enjoy it as long as it's not causing yeah. a hassle and i think that's the thing is
1: no it? yeah it, goes- it, it, it brings me happiness and that's what's important about it so um yeah, it's there to stay for
2: now. Definitely. Um, talking about production, I forgot to say thank you for doing the remix.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for asking me because that track is just, it's fire. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I when you sent that to me, I was like, damn. I was like, holy shit, this is like some real fucking techno stuff. Like, this is really sick. So, yeah, I was like, I was stoked
2: you killed the remix like
1: oh thank
2: you i fucking love the remix a lot and
1: uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, i can't wait to play that like that's like one one of the one of the productions that i've worked on this year that i haven't played yet that's probably like really up there with like me like looking forward to playing that out
2: it's gonna slap
1: i Yeah, I think it will work really well. And just like the, yeah, the um, cool vocals and stuff like that. And just like that nice like break. I could just see it working so well at like a festival or something like that.
2: It's going to pop.
1: Really, really revving up like the crowd will be sick. I'm like really looking forward to that.
2: It's really strange because it's so shit releasing dance music right now. Because it just like yeah. doesn't resonate on social, on, on like download sites. And you're just like, I want everyone to hear this. And algorithms suck so much on Spotify and Apple. And it's just like, uh, it's so, it, it's it's, it takes the fun out of it, especially now because it's like, you've got this fucking amazing record. Like even with the original for me, like the original, I was mm. like, if we put this out when clubs were open, it would be doing like double what it's doing now. Yeah. And you're just like fighting so much. And then, and then I pinch myself and be like, fuck, fuck the numbers. Like it's a fucking great record. And the remix, like all, all the remix packages are so good that that on this record, like I'm really, I'm really happy with it. And like, you're like, I, I always wanted to work with you just because I've known yeah. you for years. And like, I just wanted to get you on board and like, thank you. I can't thank you enough. It's, it's amazing.
1: My pleasure. I'm, I'm really grateful. Yeah. To, for us to actually get some collaborative stuff together. And like, I hope it just blossoms into more things Definitely. down the track for Definitely.
2: sure. Like 100% we will have to like work, work yeah. on some stuff. I'll send you some yeah, like sure. techno stuff and then you can make it sound good. And
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what, what, like I, I'm my, the music I'm releasing next year is like, I'll send you some stuff, but it's yeah. like, I think it's all over the shop. It's a little bit all over the shop. That's
1: how I feel about, that's how I feel about mine too. Don't worry. I think, yeah. I think it's just when we're, we're in a totally different state of, mind and and environment are not our usual and i just yeah it's just weird and i don't know i don't know if the people like what the people are gonna like
2: exactly this is the thing that scares me and
1: then i and then i come to a wall and i'm like i should just stop producing music because like i don't even know if it's like gonna be likable like what i'm doing
2: (laughs) yeah i totally agree and now i there was a record that i've i wrote over the lockdown well it was written by me and three other people really like really fucking good record like if i do say myself it's fucking amazing but one of the writers one of the writers is being a dickhead and it's not coming out now um but then i like listen to it and i'm like yeah i'm actually kind of glad that that's not coming out because it's so far away from what i do and I think, yeah, right. I think there comes a point when you're like, it's okay, it's totally cool to go and do different things, but I don't want people to think that I'm trying to write a hit, rather than I want to just write a good record and it to do well. Like, and I think with yeah. this record, people would be like, yeah, he's just trying to fucking go commercial, and I'm like, I don't, I'm not trying that. If you know what I mean, I'm just writing records. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, you're experimenting and and broadening the experiences and stuff like that, and not everyone's a sellout for wanting to, like, do that either, yeah. like, because, like, that's something that I would like to, like, things that I would like to explore, like, some people might take it in that sense as well, but.
2: I've got some. Yeah, I've got some I think records. As long as
1: you stick to your roots, it's, it's completely fine for you to explore, and, and that's something that I've always um, really um, have taken pride in. Like, the, even though most of my records are like they're pretty underground, but I don't have a. I don't have a strict. Um, sense of taste yeah, yeah, like i go from like really chill deep house stuff to like proper more techno things yeah. and I, I don't i i definitely don't have an issue with that and some people may but i don't know some people say so in their lane and i that bores me
2: i i couldn't do it's it That feeling i couldn't do it it's about get like bored.
1: how you feel yeah
2: yeah totally sometimes
1: i'm feeling like i'm feeling like Light and I'm just feeling like I don't know, just I don't know. It's just like really like chill, and I just want to like make like nice, music like that. And then some days I'm just like I'm just ready to like make something that's just Slatter. gonna make me just go oh <laughs> like just no, I agree. You know, like get that 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 feeling, just like yes, <laughs> <laughs> I just want a fist pump. Like
2: it does amaze me when there's artists that just write the same song over and over again
1: yeah and it sounds like completely same same sounds same same baseline. Yeah. same pick <laughs> but
2: that's <laughs> like... that's when I kind of think I'm like are you doing it for the right reasons you either fucking love this sound so much <laughs> or or are you doing it for the reasons that you're you're on a record label and you're getting paid
1: yeah I don't know yeah fuck it yeah, I don't I don't understand it either.
2: <laughs> just make good music, people.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. We've just done an hour and nearly 20 minutes and you've got to go work out. And yeah, I, I've, I got, do. I've got to eat my dinner.
1: It's,
2: uh, it's quarter to nine and I haven't eaten yet.
1: Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> Will makes you hungry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Needs to go eat his dinner. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Paris um before we go okay how can people follow you and all of that on socialism?
1: um yeah so my um my socials is at made in Paris music um that goes for um Instagram I think that's um like Facebook as well or just look up made in Paris um my website's made in Paris music.com. And, yeah, that's pretty much it.
2: And you have some new merch out, I see.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, got some merch happening. Um looking to get some more as well. Might do some bucket hats or something like that.
2: Bucket hats so, are so yeah, Australian.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love a bucket hat. So if you love a bucket hat as much as me, yeah, <laughs> keep your eyes peeled, folks. <laughs> I look
2: like, if I wear a bucket hat, I look like, a crazy redneck American. <laughs> I look so. I look like. Is
1: that because you have the big beard? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I could picture that. Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I look like I'm gonna murder everyone, and like.
1: I am so going to send your bucket hat <laughs> <out laughs> when they tell me for sure. But
2: genuinely, I actually really like your merch. I saw it, and I don't often like artist merch because it always looks a bit cheesy. But yours looks cool yeah, as okay. fuck. And your logo is cool as fuck. Yeah.
1: yeah my, um, my friend, Pat, he, um, that he runs, he runs, um, Metoric, um, in Australia. Um, but yeah, he is just crazy graphic designer and I, he just, I guess we were, we've been working really well together. He's been doing like a lot of um, stuff for me um, working on art and stuff for like upcoming releases, like my extortium release and stuff that's going to come out, in, um, start of February, I think. Um, but yeah, we're working really well together and he just understands, um, what you want my visions. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Which is sick. So yeah, really, i really, love what he's, um, w- the work he's doing for me.
2: Keep that up, mate um so yeah. good to speak to you thanks so much for coming on you too keep safe thanks have a, thanks for having me have a great christmas um
1: oh yeah merry christmas merry and christmas. have a great new year's as well
2: cool love you mate take care keep safe
1: love you too bye-bye Bye. cool
2: thanks for that mate that was good let me just hit stop
1: nice
2: no uh stop and that is done people I uh, can't believe we are at number 40 on the podcast already um where's this year gone uh first of all huge love to paris for coming on go follow her go check out her music she's she's unreal and she's going to be doing some big things in the future but i want to say a big thank you to all of you for listening for this year i hope you have a great christmas and a great new year or whatever you celebrate just have the best time with your family friends or anything like that um i will be back after the new year keep safe love you lots see you soon
0: judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com
1: it's my little escape
0: now judy's the life of the party
1: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
0: whoa take it easy judy (laughs)